Welcome back to Super Flexible Podcast here this evening with Bill McCarthy, Superflex. I almost said Superflex dude, Dupa. but he's not here. <laughs> Super Duper Flex. Shout out to John Hogue if you want to follow him. He is the actual Superflex dude, but he is not with us this evening. I had that all planned out. That's uh, awesome. And, and then I messed it up still. Don't plan things out. Joe Brain. How that? How the hell are you? <laughs> Doing good, brother. How are you? <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. So, we talked about maybe doing studs versus studs today. I talked about maybe doing it on the last show. We're not doing it again, but I do have like a, a few matchup related things as I was kind of prepping for the show because I thought we might do studs versus studs, but um, it was too much work for me today. I'm a slacker. <laughs> but um, a couple fun announcements, though. We do have a Superflex City live feed ready for you to go s- subscribe to. So you can hop on iTunes, Podbean. Um, I believe it'll be on Spotify pretty quick, Stitcher, all those formats. And uh, just kind of start to bring this all together. You can su- su- uh, subscribe to Superflex City on Twitter. Um, what else, Bill? I think, yeah, just uh, if you use... Go to Apple or whatever and uh, subscribe. We'll be pumping out a bunch of uh, or the three uh, podcasts. And um, I'll probably be throwing all of the Super Flexperts episodes on there slowly but surely. Um, just because there's not many since we just started in yep. April. So, yeah. Um, yep. It's exciting for me Get all your Superflex needs in one spot. Yeah, you got it. It's Superflex City is that that one destination for all your Superflex strategies, whether it's Superflex trades, roster construction, um, and and like Bill said, it's going to have all three shows there, and we're going to keep building to that lineup. Yep. So you can expect bonus content coming out. Um, yeah, pretty excited. So you'll see some stuff coming off that feed this week. I know. John's talking about trying to throw out a solo episode to kind of kick some stuff off. I'm not even going to tease you with what it's about, but but <laughs> get subscribed and then you'll you'll be ready. One of those first listeners get that content before anybody else. So very excited about that. So anyway, I'm getting ready for studs for studs, and I look at some matchups of some studs. And I don't know if you've looked this week, but. Even Lamar has a chance of being a good quarterback this week. Like <laughs> Herbert plays the Jets, Lamar against Tennessee, Kyler Murray against Seattle, Wilson against Arizona, and then you've got Mahomes out of his bye week up against the Raiders. Like these are all incredible matchups. I predict more quarterback points in your fantasy league than there have been all year this wow. week. I like it. Yeah, there's some pretty incredible incredible matchups and don't forget Derek Carr against Kansas City that's uh he did really well against them last time he so did do knows. good against them now that you mentioned but it's not like a perceived great matchup yeah that's true so but I do hear you um and then some some bad matchups 
Aaron Rodgers against the Colts, Brady against the Rams, Tannehill against Baltimore. Goff, who hasn't been doing that good, but I mean, he's got a crappy matchup against the Bucks this week. So, and then some some not so studly guys that we might have picked for our duds this week. You've got Alex Smith against the Bengals, Joe Flacco against the Chargers, and whoever starts for the Saints against Atlanta. A great matchup by all means, but we don't know who the quarterback's going to be there. So those could have been some duds we could have picked this week that that may have done pretty well for us if we were to play the game. Who do you think is going to start for New Orleans? Um, I think that they'll do something similar to what they did last year with Teddy Bridgewater and start Winston and Hill will probably have a similar role that he's had all season with Breeze in and out of the game. Yeah, I agree. But it'll be interesting to see how it shakes out and how Winston does on a winning team. But Yeah. Yeah, we'll see if they've been able to rein that horse in a little bit, you know. Just yep. uh you know, get him a little bit more disciplined. So I wanna ask you a question. This has been going through my head a little bit. Um started talking a little bit about this with Madman last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, we ended up not talking that long, and the whole show was based pretty much around Rob Gronkowski. Okay. So, in a contender, because it's that time of year to kind of like start tinkering with your lineups and make those last mi- minute moves and stuff like that, a weak tight end team, would you rather at this point have Rob Gronkowski or Mike Gusecki? As a contender, I think I would rather have uh, Gronk. Yeah, um, because I think Brady's going to be looking at him more, and I'm, you know, as much as Tua's looked decent, I'm still not sold that he's going to be like this prolific um, passer this year. So I think um, I would just stick with Gronk. He's a little bit. I think he has a higher floor, and the ceilings aren't that different. So and, I and there's rather... all of a sudden like Adam Shaheen coming out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah, and I mean he's at that age, right, where you know he's been in the league for three years and. You know, I think he's 25 or 26 now, yeah, and yeah. you know that's kind of when those guys Fair start point. to pop. Yep, you forget about them, and then they kind of they'll change teams or something like that, and then get another opportunity. Yep. Um, so I've been thinking about Gronk too much lately, just kind of adding him to teams, and because the price is so low that I don't mind if I lose him. And I think the 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 plus side of Gronk is if you have him next year, he's only going to play if he's attached to Brady. So right. he, he's either going to all of a sudden go away or always be attached to Tom Brady. And I, I think it could be possible you could get a couple years of that, to be honest with you. So, oh, I, yeah, I think that's the, the case. It'll be he'll play through 21. It's like that stage where Larry Fitzgerald was six years ago. <laughs> <laughs> that's so true. I mean, how crazy is it? Right. Like, I mean, I remember offering a second round pick for him like five years ago yeah right and then a third the next year and a third the yeah. next year and a third the next year and this year you're finally like okay i don't want larry fitzgerald anymore exactly. like, um but that's a move i've been trying to tinker with and make in a lot of leagues is just adding gronk because he's so freaking cheap sure but it, it's not for every team though i mean if you're completely out of contention i don't think you want to add that quick fix no, and, and I mean there is Brait there, and he's he is vulturing some touchdowns. You know, it's not like um, oh everybody's all, there. <laughs> yeah, valid. So yeah, but I mean he does get the looks because they are um, BFFs. So yeah, yep. And, yeah, and I mean I, same with Brown. Brown got six targets last week. Yeah. Then Godwin, yeah, and he's Mike get Evans, more and more, I holy think, as cow. times go by. Yeah. Mm. 
Uh, so it, it, there is definitely risk involved, and he's going to be fluky like any tight end, but I think if I had to start one the rest of the season, I would rather start healthy Gronk. Yeah, like what are you paying like on the ones you've been picking them up? Um, pretty cheap. Like I got one for uh, like a a Debbie third and okay. um, uh, Blake Jarwin. Okay, who's out? I mean, so it was obviously right. a non-contender, but that dude also that was a two tight end set. So I paid that that I felt like it was a pretty decent value to get a tight end in that two tight end set. It was a depleted Debbie third and Blake Jarwin. Oh, for sure. So he yeah, still I mean, feels like he has a tight end for his future, which he's looking at. And I wanted one to throw in my lineup now and looked to the Gronk owner. And I was like, oh, sweet. It's a team that's out of contention. Perfect. So uh, he's somebody I've been looking around at all the teams and just trying to make an offer. And you could be surprised. He doesn't get enough respect still. So Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I actually made a move for in a two tight end league um, for Kittle. Hmm. And I am a contender, so I'm giving up players that can help me this year, but it was hard for me to pass up the opportunity to get Kittle in a two tight end league. But and, and, you know, it's so hard to do that sometimes, but I feel like it's important to still be able to find a way to take on some of those depreciated assets when you're contending. Because you, yeah. you still want to look to the future a little bit. You don't want to ever go for it too much. But, I mean, if it's a money league where there's a prize, I mean... There's a payday at the end of it, and that only happens every so often in any league. Yeah, and I don't think I gave up enough. to Like, I, I'm happy with it, and I, I was pretty deep at wide receiver, and I'd given up Mike Evans and, like, two seconds and a third and a fourth. No tight end. And um, Jared Cook. Okay, yeah, I don't mind that. So I just felt like I, I have still have three. Well, I still have two and a half usable tight ends. Um, I was really deep at wide receiver, so, I mean, I just figured it was – Long term, that's a a win for me. Yeah. I believe. I think Jared Cook and Kittle might have tied in points last week too. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty close for sure. <laughs> so I don't mind doing that. Yeah. Um. Well, I told you, I told you we'd be alone tonight, but really quick, we're not. Beep 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 beep. Public nervous announcement. <laughs> Har is in the house. What up, Har? <laughs> Some public nervous announcements, and I've got a couple. Okay. One of them is, and I was talking to John about this too, but one of them is Kenny Galladay. Okay. I'm starting to be nervous. So I've got my fellow Detroit Lions fan here. That's what we call ourselves. It's that It's that basic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I'm starting to get a little bit nervous. He's been banged up all year. Yeah. He hasn't really shown up as that wide receiver one that he looked like last year even when healthy i'm kind of wanting to move on from him if i can okay yeah i've, I've i'm not there um i felt like when he was playing he was looking like his old self i mean when he was in there he really helped i mean the whole offense changed when he was in there but i mean i know you're talking specifically about him for fantasy um, yep. i mean the the health is a concern for sure um you know he he's some of those catches, he's just landing so hard on the ground. Dude, and, you know. Yes, yes. I'm and it's so kind of like Mike Williams that. in that regard, you yes. know, because he's going up to get it at, with no regard to his body, and and so yeah, that and, is. And a concern. it's fun to watch, and in much respect to a, a guy that's willing to put it all on the line like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same but time, that's not great you, for you are fantasy. Yes, and you're kicking the crap out of your body. 
So, so would uh, you trade him straight up for Allen Robinson? I'd take Allen Robinson. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would take Keenan like, Allen. Yeah. Stefan Diggs. Okay. Uh, I don't know if those are moves you could make happen today. I think so. I mean, not today because he's hurt, but once he comes back, you could probably make him. Mm-hmm. I might add a little bit to it. I would, I would prefer to give you, say, Antonio Gibson and Galladay and get Hopkins. Okay. Maybe something like that. Yeah. I don't mind that. How do you feel about Antonio Gibson? I mean, you know, I have him on like a couple teams just because I got him in the late second. Um, I think he's like RB13. Yeah. Like, because I only have him in a few leagues, I don't mind holding on to him just to kind of see what happens. Um, He's showing pretty well. And like, but it's it's not like he looks super prolific. Like when you look at his stats, you know, it's... Mm -hmm. I'm not even really sure how he's getting it. It must just be touchdowns. Last like, week I was two touchdowns, but he had like yeah. 45 yards on 13 carries or something. Don't quote me. I'm not. Yeah, but like the receptions, like, I mean, those are going to yep. J.D. McKissick for the most part. So, I mean, he looks okay as a running back. and But, I mean, it's nothing like you go, oh, wow, he's as good as DeAndre Swift. You know what I mean? It's not like mm-hmm. that. So, um, I mean, I'm willing to move him, you know, if I get the right offer. But I'm not going to just move him because I don't believe in him. I mean, even though I'm not sure if I do or not, I would just rather hold and see what happens. Like, there's going to be, you know how it works with these second-year players. There's, If they show it at all as the rookies, there's going to be hype for them going into that second season. So I feel pretty good about even just waiting until to move them in, in August or something like that when, like, hype is super high and, yeah. and get something then. Like, I don't have any problem keeping them on my roster. Like, it's Because he will get you points if you need them. Um, I'm going to change the subject super quick because of my wandering sure. mind, but would you rather have Jonathan Taylor or J.K. Dobbins? <sighs> I still, I still, I think I'm Jonathan Taylor still, um, but it, it, that might be just a stubbornness on my part. Um, I've been guilty of that many times. Mm-hmm. Um, but why know, are you being stubborn? Like, and, and don't don't answer that because I want to. I want you to be mm-hmm. clear on how I'm asking the question because I'm not asking. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're being stubborn why do you think you're being stubborn? Because the thing is, is like, honestly, like Jonathan Taylor's still having a better season than JK Dobbins. Yeah. We keep seeing these little spurts from Dobbins. And I mean, both of them, to be honest with you, quite frankly, need the opportunity we think they're going to have. And then you have to be able to see what they can do with that opportunity. If something, if they, if they start to develop quicker, if they see things better, their vision might, I mean, people say if you don't have vision, you don't have vision. Maybe that's just true. their comfort. Right. And, and getting acclimated to the offense and the schemes and, and whatnot mm-hmm. like that. But I mean, honestly, if you, if you look at it, I mean, Dobbins, I think is RB 36 or forties or something like that. And then okay. Jonathan Taylor is like RB 18. Yeah. But I, I mean, I think going to the season, you kind of knew that he was going to be getting the opportunities and you had no expectations of Dobbins because of the guys in front of him. Mm-hmm. And so I don't really. I can't really. I think Dobbins is where I expected him to be, and I think that Jonathan Taylor is not. If you follow, like, I, I just I expected him to show better, but his fumbles are a big issue. But I think that those are correctable. I mean, we see it with running backs all the time where that happens, and and so I, I would just rather. I feel like he's going to be. He's going to get more opportunity as a whole, even when Dobbins is the go-to back. I just feel like he's not going to be catching a lot of passes just based on their offense. I mean, I don't think you see a lot of um, running back receptions in Baltimore, and that's mm-hmm. where, you know, those are the ideal touches. So, 
and actually Jonathan Taylor has had more catches than I expected this year. Yeah. So, I mean, those, I guess that's really it. I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm being stubborn in the fact that maybe I'm always a little bit more stubborn, like taking a wait and see approach on some of these guys that I believed in early. Like I'm usually the guy who holds on to somebody a little bit too long as opposed to panic selling. Yeah. And, and I think in, in the long run, I think they will both be okay. And I don't even want to call it now which one will be better. Or uh, I think they both have um, similar concerns. It just seems like Jonathan Taylor gets a little more crap for his. Yeah. At, at this point, though, I'm starting to get to a point where I could I could almost include everybody on the Baltimore Ravens in our public nervous announcement. <laughs> That's valid. Um, yeah, I mean, really, the only guy I'm not too worried about is. Um, is Mark Andrews. Like, I still feel good about him. Uh, but I think that anybody, I think everybody's nervous about that whole offense at the moment. So if there's anybody that you do believe in, you know, now's the time to make those moves, I guess. Well, yeah. Or should you say, if, the, if there's anybody you know that believes in Marquise Brown, just do it. <laughs> bye bye. Yeah. I think if I have him on my team right now, he's just a hold. Like, I'm not going to move him because, you know, maybe. Might not be this year, but maybe next year. Like he's still getting like a decent percentage of the targets. It's just can't catch him. Sh- shit's not clicking. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's it's tough though. Like somebody that a lot of people had, you know, real high expectations for entering the season, and yeah, he's far from meeting those ex- expectations. So yeah. Um, my other public nervous announcement that I have here is um actually a player that I don't have any shares of. I don't like as much as Kenny Galladay. Um, I, have, I have plenty of Kenny Galladay. But uh, my other one here is Chris Carson. And I just feel like there's too much hype around him coming back. Whether it's the PPR you think you'll get from him. I wonder now if DJ Dallas will take some of those targets. Mm-hmm. And they also don't have the best matchups like going forward if you look at Chris Carson. I think he's got like one kind of juicy matchup. But other than that... He doesn't have like the best schedule, and with his age, I, I just think it's time to get out. I think people are getting too excited about Chris Carson. He's 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 one month older than Todd Gurley. Okay, yeah, I mean it's it's tough, right? Like those running backs get to that age, and then everybody starts getting nervous. But there's always you know you remember what they did before, you know, and so people get excited about that, and it just seems like it always falls back to him, no matter what they do. And adding players and all that it just he ends up getting all the touches like I don't know if he's that much better than the other people so it, it might just be like excitement about getting somebody back that you know is going to get volume like but how efficient he's going to be if they have you know like you said they have pretty tough matches matchups going forward for mm-hmm. him you know it's it's just you're going to have to hope that he he's getting you know 75 percent of the touches you know kind of like David Montgomery role but maybe slightly more prolific yeah <laughs> And I mean, to your point with Chris Carson, I mean, it, once he's back, you're kind of right. Like there really isn't anybody unless they keep using DJ Dallas in the passing yeah. game. They, there really isn't much competition at all. I got into a debate yesterday and this, that's why I actually thought of this. That's why I mm-hmm. even looked up the matchups or anything. And the debate started with a late first or Chris Carson. And I was adamantly on the late first side. Oh, I agree with that. Everybody else yeah. was pretty strong on the Carson side. And then I went so far as to say, if you're going to spend that late first to get a running back on a contending team, get Todd Gurley, not Chris Carson. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think they're in the same boat personally. Like, I, I but I, I don't. I think that's fair. Similar. Yeah. I don't. Yeah. Fault going the other direction because you you got to feel better about his health right now, even though you know he's got kind of a bum knee, and you got to feel better about that offense. He's like, getting touchdowns. You know. Yeah, he just falls into the end zone. It's RB five or six, depending on your scoring. Yeah. So. I'm fine with that, like, but I mean, I honestly, as like, he, would, he also has some tough matchups. Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah, he also yeah, has fine. some tough matchups coming up. Okay, yeah, I mean, I, I personally, I value them very similarly, and I would rather have the first over either of them. Um, I would just rather roll with maybe somebody a little lesser and pay like a lighter price. Um, mm. You know who that is? I don't know, but mm. okay, what are you thinking here, like? How gross. I don't mean gross. Like I don't pretty wanna, gross. Like LaMichael P. Like, Ryan, Zach Moss. Um, uh, no, nah, honestly, I would rather Gallman. go with like, um, yeah, I mean, go with like Gallman. You know he's going to get the touches. I like, like that. He's their guy, you know, and pay, you pay your late second for him. Yeah, maybe a third, honestly. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, I have him, I'm in a league where, a 14-team league where I'm not competing, and, and I put him up, and I'm getting offers like, uh, Herndon and Tariq Cohen for him. Yeah, I don't even mind that. Yeah. So, but like that's something that you could pay and and get a guy who's going to get you volume for the next, you know, mm-hmm. at least four games. If you're working with picks, I personally want you guys to try with a third first. And Absolutely. then I think like you go Bill's direction with that second, but try to also get a third back because you'll probably, yeah. you'll probably get the third in Gallman and have a little something for your playoff run and then a little something to build with in your rookie yep. draft still. That's that's exactly where I would be if as a the seller. Like, you know, I yeah. told him I wanted a second and if he comes back, you know, Gallman in my third for his second, then I I'll accept it. Yep. Um so did you have any public nervousness announcements you thought of while I we do. were talking? Awesome. Yeah, I do. Um and it kind of goes along with Galladay. Um, I'm nervous about Stafford. Um, Ooh, it just seems like, you know, he's getting banged up every year now. Yeah. Um, the offense isn't nearly what it once was. Um, and you can even throw in the Galladay issue with him getting dinged up all the time. And you can see, like, a sizable difference in the, the offense when Galladay's on the field and when he's not. And, you know, next, the odds are they're losing um, – Marvin, yep. Marvin Jones yep. after this year. Um, so the offense is going to be changing. We don't know about the coaching. You know, we don't even know about Stafford's situation to be honest with right. you. Yeah. Um, so those are all things that I'm starting to get concerned about. Um, he's still a fine QB two for your super flex. I don't hate having him on my teams where I do have him, but. I'm starting to get a little nervous that, you know, what I'm thinking, he has like six more years of a career. I'm right. not necessarily sure that's Maybe the case anymore. Maybe more like two to three. Yeah, exactly. Because yep. he's just getting banged up all the time now, and he's taking monster hits, and, you know, it's and he'll play through them, you know, because that's what he does. But Oh, dude, he, he's he's amazing as far yep. as, you know what I mean? Like, he is a true, like... Yeah, gamer. Yep. Um, that said, how do you feel about going out and trying to stash some Quentin Cephas? Quintes yeah, I don't mind it because Cephas. Yeah, Quintez Cephas. Um, I don't mind that. Like, you know, you saw it when Marvin Jones wasn't play- playing. He was getting a lot of targets early in the yep. season. And, I mean, he was getting, like, double-digit targets in some games. It was kind of, or at least one game. Mm-hmm. So, 
Like that's pretty impressive for a rookie coming in without a training camp or without any uh, preseason games, and then them just throwing him in the fire. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I don't mind that at all. Um, he's definitely, you know, a pro. You know, just you're prospecting there, hoping he hits. And yep. you know, if he doesn't, like, I mean, what do you pay for him? That's the question. Are you going to pay a third for him? I think that's where you start. You know, or you know, maybe like somebody. I'm trying to think of the right piece to try to get him, you know. I don't know if you can find anybody at this day that's into Anthony McFarlane, but something or like... Wayne Gallman. Yeah, maybe even something like that, <laughs> you know. Because, you know, we're sitting here talking about Cephas, like people are into him, and there's not much more reason for them to be into him than any of these other underachievers, exactly. other unless you you see what we may see. I mean, he's a stash at this point, and... For sure. Um I wouldn't mind adding him, though. Same with somebody like Donovan Peoples-Jones, somebody like that. Wouldn't mind adding them, see what happens with Odell Beckham Jr. in the future. I don't think, I don't know, I could see it being like Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham gone, and maybe we start to see more Donovan Peoples-Jones in Cleveland. But, uh, I don't know, maybe that's a different show. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, I, I, I think that those two are similarly um situated in my opinion so um you know they're both getting a little bit of play they're getting a few targets and that i mean that's all you can ask for for these guys who are a little bit later draft picks Yep, i I like the stafford one though i'm getting nervous too man and it's just like you said you just see him take such a beating week after week year after year so any other ones no that was the only one i came up with i mean i can come up with another one really um I am a little nervous. If we're going to go with quarterbacks, like I'm not sure we're going to see, um, I'm not, we're not going to, I don't think we're seeing lock next year. Let's, let's be honest there. Ooh, right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, like I, I'm start. it start. you know, everybody kind of liked his production those last few weeks, but if you watch the games, he was not playing well. And when he started putting his points up, it was all in garbage, you know, garbage time. And that was because he was playing like garbage the first three quarters. And, you know, the defenses got lax and just kind of let them move down the field because they were already getting blown out. And so that, I mean, he, they did end up winning that one game. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things where I, I just, he makes so many bad decisions. It's really tough to, to trust him. And I'm, him. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, he's a guy that, like, but, I mean, you can't really get anything for him, to be honest. So you just mm-hmm. got to hold and hope that, you know, as the team improves, maybe the offensive line improves, you know, and as he gets more experience, he improves with, you know, decision-making. Yeah, or you bite the bullet on him a little bit, and next good game or two, you you just kind of move out of him. Yeah. Get something before it's Mitchell Trubisky or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, ironically, like, my, my cells as much as I just like touted Gurley and talked crap about Chris Carson, like Gurley and Carson are both like running backs that I think you should be trying to sell even as a contender. I know I said like, if you're going to spend that late first, go get Gurley, but that was for that individual like debate. It was about that conversation, but honestly, I would rather have the late first in either of those situations. I think you, you agreed with me on Carson on that. So I'm guessing just the way you talked about Gurley, you'd also agree with me on Gurley on that? For sure. Yeah, I I think when you get those aging running backs, I mean, it's just if you can get a first for them, I mean, to me, you just have to do it. I mean, especially when they're they're guys that do have 
you know, injury issues that you got to be worried yep. about as they age. Yeah. Would you do which side of this do you want? Okay. Antonio Gibson and Todd Gurley or J.K. Dobbins? Oh, that's in a vacuum. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Finero. We're using the vacuum. <laughs> By the way, Finero, fantastic uh, hype video for Superflex City, man. Dude, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Like, huge shout out to um, Feverish Finero. That's at Artvark TV. Um, he does amazing work, like, completely under the radar. So, check out that Superflex City video that's going around. And that is that is uh, Michael Finero. Pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, that was phenomenal. Um, I th- honestly, I think I want the, um, I think I want the package. Yeah, is it Gibson? Yeah, is it the Dobbins yeah. hate? What if that was uh, Jonathan Taylor? It's not. No, it's. I don't hate Dobbins. Like if you, when we get to another part, like were we doing buys or are we just doing sells? I don't have any buys. Okay, I just wrote down buys. <laughs> awesome. That's that's perfect. Then honestly, okay. um, so yeah, I just have one. But anyway, um. No, I don't. I don't hate Dobbins. Like I think Dobbins is actually a a good. Like now's the time to buy him. To be honest with you. Um, but you just rejected my offer. I did, because I feel like the difference between Gibson and Dobbins right now isn't that great. And so, I mean, it really depends. Like I just feel like I can flip stuff in the meantime. Like this is me playing the uh, the trader game. You know what I mean? And like the value game, I guess. But. Because we got to figure I can get like a early second for Gurley, right? Um. Yeah. Yeah. We could say that. I, I kind of want more, or okay. I want, or or pieces. So then you would yeah, be I'm, fine I'm paying you. that. Yeah. So like for if I just wanted to move him quick, and um, so then basically I could get an early second plus Gibson. Mm, I see what you're doing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like that. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm. I'm viewing it, at, and I'd be happy with that. And then maybe I could. I'm just playing the game to try to make more off of the situation. So I'm playing yeah, a value yeah, game, I yeah. guess. Um, but who would I rather entering next year? I would much rather have J.K. Dobbins than the package. We think so, huh? I mean, that's who so I that's, want. So that's just a matter of if you want to be taking the risk to try to flip all those pieces hmm. for other, you know what I mean? But Yeah, I'm going to try it, Bill, for show's sake. <laughs> and last time I tried this, I, I got Herbert. Yeah. And that worked um, out. And I, I've been after a Dobbins share, so I'm going to try this scenario. The problem is, is that I'm a, a contender, so I'd be giving up two running backs that have been doing much better than the one I'm trying to get all season. Yeah, yeah, that's a tough move. But it's it's all about that revolving door, though. Like the you know retooling and continuing that process, like the yep. the contending rebuild. And you don't really believe in Gibson, so that makes it easier for no, you. No, dude, I don't. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing. Like, if you don't believe in him, that makes that trade a lot easier for you to make. He's like uh, Devin Singletary. Okay. Yeah, I I like him more than Singletary. Me too. That's that's yeah. fair. <laughs> and I like him more than I liked Philip Lindsay. Yeah, I think he's like a, a late first value personally. Hmm. This is a tough one. Um, my other cells were Tom Brady, Philip Rivers. I don't know what you think about this next one, but rootin' tootin' lootin'. <laughs> so I don't agree with Brady. I think Brady's a hold. Um, if you're, especially if you're a contender, um, like I would rather have him on my team. I, I'm not gonna like a last week was a really bad um, 
game for him, so you're not going to get you know max value for him. And I feel like he's going to be playing next year too, so I'm I'm okay holding him compared to what I would be able to get for him just to have the quarterback for another season. I'll give you the same late first I was going to give you for Todd Gurley. Sold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'd probably take that if I'm if I'm good at quarterback then. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. kind of what I want. That's if yeah. you're selling, that's what I want you to try to do. Yeah. Um, Rivers, I don't think you can expect some uh, quite as much, or you need to give a little bit more on top, or it might require a little bit more work to get a deal I'd be done. Happy with the second for him. Yeah, and then what yeah. about Jake Luton? I would be happy with anything I could get. Uh, so you're with me on that? Yeah, I don't think he's a like he is a fill-in quarterback. Right. Yeah, like that's all he is. And so if I get a like if I'm if I get a third offered. Like a early third, I'm taking it. Yeah, like there, he's not the guy that's going to take Gardner's job. Gardner is probably going to lose his job in the NFL draft. Yes, but but Luton is not the guy taking Gardner's job. I don't think we've seen that out of him at all. No, and he could end up. You know, he's a pro. He's a project like Luton. I mean, he's got that those physical skills and that sort of thing. But he's going to take. He's a guy that's got to be on the bench for the next two to three years to see if he can, you know, can keep improving and and learning and that sort of thing. But so yeah, I don't have any expectations for him to be a, a starter in the league. So you'll take ever. a twenty twenty one third. Yep. Fourth. No, I'd hold just because I might, might be able to get well, a couple right? games of him. Yeah. yeah. Even if he keeps coming in and out, and even if mm. you get a couple games sometime next year, he's you might as well keep him if that's all you're getting. Yeah, fourths don't really do anything for me unless it's unless I just need to clear a bench spot spot for like an ad I want to make. Yeah, then I would do it. No, I'm with you there. Would you do a twenty twenty two third? Yeah, I mean Might any as well. any yeah, I mean it doesn't matter. It's not gonna affect me. Just getting any sort of value is fine. And Why do I have? Do you have? Uh, no. Do I have Luton? No, I, no, have? I have not researched our teams on this or anything. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm absolutely selling him. There are a few yeah. teams that I have him on accidentally or picked him up off waivers, and I've kind of noticed on those teams I'm either out of contention or I don't need him at all. So I just I mean, move and him he's if just I can. Guy, you know? Yeah, I mean everybody knows that you got him for nothing like two weeks ago, and so right. like, you're never going to get like some massive haul. And and what are the odds that somebody's going to come around looking for him either? Yeah. So that's the thing. Like you've talked about this before, right? Like yeah. where don't get greedy, just take what you can get. Yep. And and this is this is one of those situations because there's not this massive market for Jake Luton. Yeah, but I think that's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that too. Like who's gonna come looking for him? Likely nobody. They might be looking to see if he's on waivers really quick, but mm. then if he's not, they're probably not gonna make you an offer. So you have to put the work in. You have to go yep. out to every team and just see if you can get a third. And then if you and, can't get a third from anybody, which you probably will, if you send it to 11 teams, somebody's probably going to hit accept just for the heck of it. And and then if you don't, then maybe you maybe you do take a fourth or you reevaluate yeah. the situation or you find a crappy player you like a little bit and do something like that. But yeah, I think uh Bill nailed it there like nobody's going to come looking for him. You know, don't expect people to come knocking on your door. Even if you put them on the trade block, they probably think you want too much. Unless you say, hey, first third gets him. 
you know, but then, then you're, that's your market. You've set the market and you have to be ready for failure. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I like that. What about your buys? So my buys is just a general, um, it's all the rookie running backs. Um, like those top five guys, acres, um, yeah, including Acres. Um, I mean, like, I like the it. price on Acres has got to be pretty low right now. Um, or at least I think I expect it to be. I could be completely wrong, but if I have Acres on teams, I'm not super confident that he has a role. You know, so like I think that you can still get him, and I think that ro- it will evolve. And just we might have to wait till next year to see him. Yeah, you know, with that role. So like, I think any of those top five guys are guys that I'm willing to go out and get at the moment, even at Maybe even at Swift's inflated price at the moment, I'm okay paying for him. Dude, he looks so good this week, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I regret letting you guys talk me into taking Mixon for him. <laughs> oh, did that happen? It did. It's okay. It was my fault for doing it. Like, What was it? What was it? It was Mixon straight up for him. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, but it doesn't I, matter. I, I, I do mean, remember that a little bit now. And I'm not. You guys didn't talk me into it. I'm. I was. I wouldn't even have brought it up if I wasn't considering doing it. So yeah. let me not. I'm not placing the blame on you guys. I'm placing the blame on myself. No, I hear so. you though. Yeah, I, I think I do remember that a little bit now. Um, I like the running backs we, one. Oh, on the same I, page. I would probably go out and try to acquire most of them too. Swift, I have so much of though that I'm almost like. Yeah, I've, that's different. I've gobbled it all up, and now I don't want to overpay for your candy. Yeah, well, you don't have to because you already have a a pantry full. Yeah, he's my. I have like seventeen or eighteen shares. He's my highest uh, owned player by far. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but would you go? You're gonna go out and pay for Dobbins. You want you want some shares of him. You said I, you, you didn't know have I, I, I want to try. The problem is because I put it in trade calculator earlier. All these running backs, kind of, and he's really close to that Swift price. He's like is ten he really? points higher than Jonathan Taylor. Jonathan Taylor is like two points higher than Antonio Gibson. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh well, then that's who I'm going out to buy. Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Yeah. If you can, everybody talks crap about him. Nobody wants to sell. So it's tough. Yeah. The problem with and that's what I don't quite understand. Like, why is Dobbins ten points higher than Jonathan Taylor when he's done so much less? Yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me at all. You know, it's just a a glitch in the market. I think where. You have to pay a little bit more to get Dobbins right now than you do Jonathan Taylor. I can't imagine that's the case. Like in real reality, though, like yeah, I don't, I, you know, I don't necessarily. I'm not like sm- slamming the trade calculator. I'm just saying sure. that sometimes, sometimes those don't represent the market properly, and I think that's one of those ones that's that's probably wrong because mm-hmm. I would imagine that the people who have Jonathan Taylor are not making that trade straight up. Straight up. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm kind of with you on that, too. I was thinking the same thing. Um, but with that said, like, the Gurley and Gurley and Antonio Gibson mm. is, like, 34 points to okay. Dobbins, 32 points. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think that Dobbins is probably a little overpriced in that trade calculator. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I mean, we that game a couple weeks ago, he looked really good. And the issue is just his usage is going to be so spotty this year that, you know, you kind of hope that there's like two games where he kind of has like low usage, you know, so you can go out and make a move for him. (laughs) And I do kind of think that is part of it. Kind of the year where Chubb was with Hyde, we kept seeing just the, all these amazing plays and Mm -hmm. such like 
great efficiency on low volume that we were like, let Chubb get out there, you know, and I think there's a little bit more of that with Dobbins. Well, that's a good point. And so maybe the now is a time because you, you, you'll regret it at when they make that decision like they did with Swift where they just came out and said Swift's the starter. Right. Like you don't want that. You don't want it, that to happen before you go get Dobbins. That's an excellent point. You know, because that could be this week where they just go, okay, you know, we, we really like where, you know, JK is and we're going to start giving him a lot more touches yep. and the rest is history. Love it. Um, so my buys... And uh, I know they talked a little bit about this on Trade Addicts with uh, Zach Reed this week. Go check that out. But my buys are those old wide receivers, and it's kind of just what I've been trying to do. And that's another place I think there's a, a glitch in like some of the values with wide receivers just because they're between the ages of 26 and 28. Mm-hmm. Um, I even had a tweet I put out last week. like People are selling those age range wide receivers like, they're done, but that's when they start to hit. It's like selling a 22 year old running back in those good, valuable years. Like that's when we're selling them. Like it's almost like we farm them to sell them to good teams. Like now that they're all good and developed and ready, I'm going to sell them to you cheaper than they have been on my team for the last three or four years. Why? Because now they're better and, but they're older. So now that they're older and ready to go, I'm going to sell them to you cheaper. So I'm I'm buying those guys like Keenan Allen, Diggs, Hopkins is going to be one people are already starting to talk about. Even Julio Jones, I don't care. Like I'm I want to buy those. <laughs> like I know he doesn't fit like the 26 to 28. He's like 32. But yeah, but when I, you're I, a stud, it, it once you're yeah. a, like I read something where like if a guy gets past his 31 year season, like his, when he's 31 years old, if he's still producing after that, he'll produce pretty much the same way until he retires. Yeah. Yeah, like and there Julio's was like a, a stud. Yeah, and he's already doing that. So, like he's just a stud. And you know, as he gets older, he'll probably, you know, lose a percentage, but he's not going to hit that. Typically, guys that won't do that don't hit a cliff. Yeah. They just slowly decline. Like like Kenny Galladay or Keenan Allen. Yeah, I mean, that's tough because like I mean, it's hard to argue Keenan Allen. I mean, he's just he's such a good wide receiver. Um Only a year in age. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing, too. Everybody thinks Galladay's so much younger. And that's the thing, like, a lot of people got to research ages before they make these decisions. Sure, because yeah. there's some, like, Cooper Cup, you know, like, he, yeah, he a was a 24 year old rookie. Yeah. Um, even, even McLaurin, you know, yeah, and Debo. Um, yeah, they're all older wide receivers. So, like, they're, I mean, I believe how, that McLaurin's 25 already. Yeah, yep, yep. So, like, he's only been in the league for two years and he's already, like, getting to that, you know, that, right old age for you yeah. know the market so, so those are the yeah, guys i want to buy man and obviously yeah. I, I like the dk metcalfs the aj browns you know what i mean i, I want to get those guys too don't get me wrong like i don't want to just crap on all those young guys that are hitting give me some dk metcalf all day but, but buying those guys is much tougher yeah i agree you're gonna have to pay so much more like what are you paying like dk like who do you compare to him points wise? Like um, probably. I mean, Keenan. average points. It's him. Yeah. It's uh, Devonte Adams, and then him. Okay. For average points for wide receivers. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean that's different. Yeah, cause, but you're paying for the, all those years you're gonna get, and it's right. Like, I mean, we the, the future is not guaranteed, right? Like, I mean, it, it's so I'm willing. I think you oh, make dude. a great point to be going for these older guys because you have the history. 
of these guys doing it for yeah. years. And, you know, it's harder to say these guys are going to fall off a cliff because this because of a situation because they've been doing it for longer yep. different situations and you know what happens if you know dk only plays in seattle for two more years and then gets a big contract elsewhere and plays with i don't know like drew lock or sorry sorry john um <laughs> or you know just like a very bigger yeah. mayfield or something like that like guys who maybe aren't as that's a better example guys who aren't more accurate downfield um you know, and it could hurt him because he went somewhere for money. So there's a lot of different factors that you could take into oh, account. Oh man, he's so awesome though. It's so fun he to watch. He is awesome. Like you're super oh. old. Like doesn't he remind you of like <laughs> like Dennis Rodman? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Oh, you're super old. <laughs> um, <laughs> does he remind me of Dennis Rodman? Yeah. No. <laughs> oh, he does me for some reason, dude. Okay. Just like his whole, even a little bit of his swagger, like not the same, but I don't know. Even right down to like the one cross earring in his ear and like just his okay. demeanor yeah, I, I get and that. almost like, what was that, that cheesy movie that Dennis Rodman was in? Oh my God. I have no idea. Like, oh man, I forget like Renaissance man or something. I forget okay. what it was, dude, but like even just like that whole character, like I almost guarantee you DK Metcalf is a Dennis Rodman fan. Okay. Or clone. Yeah, something, dude, and just uh, a beast. Like that's the only guy that can defend DK Metcalf is Dennis Rodman. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I I believe that. Everybody's like, why are you talking about basketball? Hey, you're super old. <laughs> <laughs> right? That was awesome. Yeah. And Bill's age. <laughs> um, so, yeah, those are my buys, dude. That's that's who I'm kind no, of been going after to try to buy. Herbert, so I, I can't really go to young. buy anymore. He's kind of uh, too expensive. But yeah. those are the moves I've been trying to make. And then I'm always trying to add Dobbins and the guys you mentioned, dude. I love that. You might Acre's probably the easiest to pry at this point. Yeah, but the price is kind of going to be where people are all over the map on him. Yep. I mean, you think you could you think you could give up a early second for him? Mm, maybe. Would you give two? Two two, two randoms cuz obviously they're one, only one of them's yours or maybe not, you know, but two, let's say two random seconds. I'd consider that. Yeah. I mean, I would. Hmm. You wouldn't? No, I I would give them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I'd give them. Would I sell for that? I mean, Yeah, or would they accept? Cause I don't know if I'd do it. I don't think I'd accept for a second, and I don't almost wouldn't expect anybody to. Yeah, I mean, I would be hesitant to pay a late first for him right now. I'm with you on that too. So it might be just that chasm where you're not going to get many trades for him. Yeah, because the owners are going to want more, and the others are going to want to pay less. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. Well, this has been a pretty fun show. Do you yeah, do you have any other buys before we get out of here? Um, I didn't have any others. It was pretty just pretty much that. Um, I mean, if you're not contending, I mean, it's pretty obvious. Just go buy the injured guys. You know that you can maybe help out a contender that has somebody on the IR that will help them out. You yeah, know, you get a get a deal. Um, but I, I like that, dude. Even if there's a player that's like injured maybe for a week or two and you feel like they're coming back, that team might be desperate enough to move them just a little cheaper or easier if you give them a piece to put in their lineup that week. Yep. 
make sure to follow that Superflex City feed. Yes. Um, the feed, the Twitter account, that's where you want to be. This show, Superflex Pod, Superflex Super Show, Super Dupa Flex. What? what? I'm Swagzilla Zero G. Five star so, reviews. So what? So what? So. What were you gonna say? Do you think that uh, are we gonna have a YouTube channel? Um, we we might eventually. Yeah. I don't know. There might be all kinds of sneaky stuff coming, Bill. Yeah, should probably do that. <laughs>